Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we talk wide receivers we are avoiding, why, and who to target instead. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again, back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Mike. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm drinking my decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love coffee. Tell Me you that. too. My wife says I drink too much. <laughs> I say she doesn't drink enough. <laughs> I don't know if he's a coffee man or not, but also joining me, we got Chev and Nooney. Chev, what's good, man? No, I let Nate have my coffee at the expo. I think he had eight cups the first day. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I am about a week away from a scrub bet of the week, and I cannot be more excited to answer some of those, baby. I can't wait. We got to bring the scrub bet of the week back. We have to. to. So, Nate, start your scheming or whatever it is that you do to prepare for these. And, uh, you know, as you go on the show sheet, Bob, we are listening to pod number three. We're bringing back three during our quote unquote busy time. So in season, probably like April, May, ish, we'll be doing three pods because there's a lot to get over. So, Nate, maybe what we should do is the scrub bed of the week for the last pod segment. And then people, you know, this will get released on Monday. That way people can hear how it turned out. Because we record on Tuesday nights. Everything gets recorded on Tuesday nights. So if you do it for the next Thursday game, it will have already happened. And people can either mock us or love us instantaneously. Nate will make you a pot of coffee. Or they could cheer for us during the game. I mean, say, I or maybe know. they could get it ahead of time and then they have something to look forward to. Yeah. However you want to do it. However you want we'll, to do we'll, it. We'll discuss. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. We'll discuss. By that, I mean do whatever you want. And... <laughs> avoid some wide receivers we're going to tell you who so listen wide receivers that's what we all like to build our teams around here at the dynasty rewind but we don't like all of them and like we always say like nate especially says we don't hate players we hate values Mm -hmm. let's kick it off with you who are you avoiding and why i'm avoiding debo samuel i feel like we've kind of talked about it all off season but we've never said it pointedly I feel like he's always been one of the players we're like including in deals to buy other players or we're looking to include him in packages when we're selling off. But we haven't actually taken a chance to say, hey, I'm selling Debo Samuel. And if I had any shares, I would be at this point. Um, I've already sold my shares to Debo Samuel off uh, last year, before last year, luckily. And the unfortunate truth is he's a gadgety wide receiver. At this point, uh, Brandon Ayuk has surpassed him as more uh, a better all-around wide receiver. And that's not really a, a, a dig at Debo because Brandon Ayuk's really good. Um, but we know that Debo's used on screens, on sweeps. They get they have to like manufacture touches a lot of times for Debo. Um, that's why his most of his career, he has had a really, really low A dot. That one season where he went off, he had a large ADOT. But other than that, it's always been right around the line of scrimmage, if not behind the line of scrimmage. Um, there was one year his ADOT was actually negative. He was more – his average depth of target was behind the line of scrimmage. Sounds so like that's Fields. Yeah, basically. That's how his preseason went, right? 
So I'm not interested in Debo in an offense that has so many mouths to feed now. With Christian McCaffrey there, George Kittle's there, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, that's just too many mouths to feed, especially when I'm looking at a quarterback like Brock Purdy, who I believe in. I like the talent there. I like what he did last year. But we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes, who's going to build support uh, so many different fantasy assets. Um, Brock Purdy did great in his time, but I don't think Debo is going to be consistent. I don't think he's going to have quite the ceiling that he's had before, especially with CMC there, who's now you know a confident rusher for that 49ers team. That's where Debo was really helping out sometimes. So just overall, his versatility, his volume has gone down. I'm moving off of Debo Samuel. I'm moving towards guys like Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson, or Christian Kirk, um, because I can get more production from all three of those guys this season, and they're cheaper. And Calvin Ridley is the only one who's older than Debo Samuel. I believe I'll get much better production out of Calvin Ridley than Debo Samuel. I can tear um, down, quote unquote, to Deontay Johnson or Christian Kirk, who I think will give me um, as much, if not more, production this year. And I also get a little bit younger than Debo. Um, both those guys are about a year younger. So give me similar production, younger wide receivers. I think at this point for the career of Debo, he hasn't been stringed together a lot of consistency. Yeah. So I'm moving off of him. Yeah, and just like Damian Harris, we talked about the last pod, we're chasing his 2021 season, 77 catches, 1,405 yards. He averaged 18.2 yards perception, six touchdowns, but then he also had 59 carries for 365 yards and eight touchdowns. So we're chasing that. You know, last year, we limited to 12 games. So, yeah, I, you know what? I don't like gadgety players. He had eight rushing touchdowns, Mike. He did eight rushing touchdowns. That, that right there, man, that's crazy. Like that – only six rushing touchdowns the rest of his career, the other three seasons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, very, very touchdown-dependent year. He was popping off. Um, I'm definitely on board with all these other guys over Debo Samuel. Chef, what about you? My thing with that 49ers offense is I just think the wide receiver tight ends are going to be a little bit inconsistent on what we see from them each and every single week. Only player I could really trust, I feel like, is Christian McCaffrey due to them running the football a good amount, and mm. he's just an elite pass catcher. So I, I don't think he'll hurt in any way, but I think Ayuk, uh, Kittle, and our boy right here is going to be struggling a little bit to see consistency, which is a little bit scary, especially with Brock Purdy at the helm. I mean, if he gets hurt throwing Sam Darnold, he saw a ghost before. I don't know what that offense looks like once that happens, if it is to happen. But, yeah. you know, I just don't think it's going to be consistent enough for these guys. It'll look a lot better when Cameron Latu comes back off the injured reserve. I can tell you that. <laughs> there there we go. That, hey, he's handpicked by Shanahan. Just saying that. Kittle is already there. Um, Chev, let's move on to you. Which wide receiver are you avoiding or selling? Yeah. Avoiding or selling, not sailing. And why? Yeah, and this one, it was tough for me because I feel like I've talked about a lot of wide receivers this offseason. And one guy I haven't really talked about a whole lot is Marquise Brown. He is just in an offense that I just do not trust anything at this point. We have, you know, Clay Toon or Josh Dobbs coming in to play QB. It does not look great. I mean, last year, Marquise Brown, when he had Kyler at the helm and uh, DeAndre Hopkins wasn't playing, he looked like an absolute stud. He was getting like 13 to 17 targets a game. It was looked awesome. It looked, it was so much fun to watch that connection. You know, they weren't winning a whole lot of games, but yeah. they were playing catch up and it was working for them fantasy football wise, at least for Marquise Brown fantasy football wise. I just worry about the value. I just, 
struggle with the QBs. He's never finished better than wide receiver 24. I mean, he saw 140 targets that year, I believe. I don't know. I just think it's going to be a really, really rough year offensively for the Cardinals. I just, we haven't seen a whole lot of that offense. And Marquise Brown hasn't really played a lot in this offseason as well. He's been nicked and bruised is what the coach was saying. So it seems like Marquise Brown always has nicks and bruises, though. And that really worries me. Who knows what is going to happen in Arizona after this year? Maybe mm-hmm. they move on from him. Maybe Marvin Harrison comes in and is just the, the, the man that takes over that wide receiver room. And Marquise Brown, maybe it helps him. But I am not convinced this year on Marquise Brown. You know, maybe I think I, I'm thinking DLF has him at 27. I don't hate that. I think he has some potential, but I, again, it's going to be inconsistent. I can get players like Mark, or sorry, Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dotson, and Christian Kirk, guys that have just shown mm-hmm. that they could be top 15 wide receivers. And Marquise Brown just has not shown that yet. And I think their quarterback play is going to be a little bit better as well. So I am avoiding Marquise Brown right now. Like I said, he started off great. And then once Kyler Murray was not there, he struggled a whole lot. So avoiding Marquise Brown is where I'm at this offseason. I don't actually hate Marquise Brown. I think the value for him is pretty good right now. But mm-hmm. if if we're similarly valued, you're similarly valued. Two players like Michael Pittman Jr., Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dodson, or Christian Kirk. I'm going to take all those guys over Marquise Brown any day of the week. One thing that always surprised me, I don't know why they don't run Marquise Brown more. He's, he's fast. You know, hand the ball off to him. Get creative with a guy like this. You would think that Cliff Kingsbury offense, you know, I, I feel like when people hear air raid, they think creative. The air raid offense is actually not as creative <laughs> as people think it is. It's just a lot of passing. It's a lot of quick stuff. So the air raid is actually kind of outdated. That's pretty outdated now. There's some concepts that still work, but I would agree with you. If I can get these other guys, I'm fine with that. Nate, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I like Marquise Brown, but I think his value is just too inflated at the moment. But I think the market's going to correct itself because especially mm-hmm. with the Colt McCoy news, um, the market's going to start to value because there's just going to be no production there this year um you know are the card with the current quarterbacks the cardinals have they'll be lucky to average 200 yards passing per game and an offense like that i don't i don't really have any interest in anybody um except for james connor um on that offense right now um and it's not because of marquise brown's talent like talent wise i think 27 you know if in a neutral situation that's a great value but i don't think the situation is good for him so I'm selling him at that value. If I'm getting him, um, if I can get Pittman, Dotson, Christian Kirk, all these guys that Chef mentioned, I'd much rather have those guys uh, than Marquise Brown at this point. Can I rant for a second? Go for it. How in the world do people get so upset about Colt McCoy getting dropped like a bad habit? The guy is not good. If that is what tanking is in the NFL, you drop the – he's terrible. They need to see what Clayton Toon has. I don't understand why we're talking about this is such a big move. He sucks. He's terrible. He doesn't deserve to be in the league anymore. He's old. Cole McCoy, I'm sorry, but it's time, brother. Hang him up and go hook him. There you go. I like it. I like it. Sorry, I, was saying, I had to throw that out. No, I, I heard similar. I heard some people on the Twitter sphere, the X sphere as they call it now, the Xenosphere. Oh, <laughs> um, 
I thought saying that. the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this, Colt McCoy. You say he's old. He's two years younger than me, Chev. Um, also, a career starting record of eleven and twenty-five. Yeah. So, Sorry. I mean, we're we're talking. Yeah, it might it might be time here, but um, I tell you, one guy who I think is a great value right now in the Cardinals' offense that's Zach Ertz, just as like a if he's your tight end too, he's. A necessity play. He's going to be cheap. Nobody wants that. But hey, what's better than a security blanket for young quarterbacks than a good tight end? Open in the middle of the field. Zach Ertz knows how to get open. He does. All right. So before we move on, let's take a moment and hear from our sponsors. All right, that was exhilarating. Welcome back, and let's talk about my wide receiver that I am avoiding or selling, and that is Cooper Cup. Go big, go Holmes. DLF ADP is wide receiver 11. Keep trade cut ADP is wide receiver 16. So he's only played in nine games, 22. He had a foot issue. It's a high ankle sprain in his right foot, in case anyone was wondering. He's now 30, so he's old, Chev. He's 30. He's old. We don't know if the Rams are going to click or not this year. Matthew Stafford can't click with his younger teammates because they're saying things like cap, no cap, and bet. <laughs> Off normal, you young kids, you. And is Matthew Stafford going to return to form? He had in- injuries um, to his throwing shoulder last year, his throwing arm. Kind of important if you're a quarterback, for what it's worth. Are they going to rely on Cam Akers more? Van Jefferson's there. He's the greatest route runner in the class, bro. So, you know, I mean, he's going to take some targets too. Maybe they got Bryson Hopkins waiting in the wings. So I can sell Cooper Cup to a contender and tear down to a younger but productive wide receiver and get plus assets on top of it. That is a yes for me. Or if you're in a startup, skip over and get a younger high ceiling prospect, higher ceiling prospect. Okay. So let's talk about some guys that I am targeting instead of Cooper Cup. All right, so his value on DLF is 455.4. It's still high. It's very close to wide receivers such as Stephon Diggs, which is 480.6, and Devonta Smith, 497.6. So you're going to have to add a little bit, maybe. I'd rather have these guys long-term. I could also use them to tier up to wide receivers such as Chris Olave, CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins. They're all higher than him. Or you can always tier down, if you don't mind only gaining one year, to the always consistent and always disrespected Mike Evans, 149.2. Okay. Get a year younger, you get plus assets. Would the production dip be worth it? Production could be higher for Mike Evans than Cooper Cup this year for all of them. Mike Evans, always over a thousand yards. Cooper Cup coming off an injured season. It's a bold move. Yeah. Bold, bold strategy, it, Cotton. Yeah. So, you want to put a shot bet on Cooper Cup versus Mike Evans? <laughs> I would Kev love does. to say that. I love shot bets. Yeah, big shot guy. I'm going Cooper Cup on that one. Yeah, I'm going Cooper <laughs> Cup too. I don't take Mike Evans. Hell yeah. There we go. Mike, did you try yeah. the Hennessy? Did you ever taste it? I did. That? I did. And let me tell you something. I am apparently not welcomed back by the black community because I did not enjoy it at all. Oh, no. No. It, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything that I would go out and purchase again. I can tell you. Sure. Sure. I like I like my bourbon to taste uh what's the word I'm looking for? Good. So I will go <laughs> elsewhere. 
but what do you guys think? Are you avoiding or selling Cooper Cup? I mean, it could go either way. You could not avoid but still sell or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck in between Cooper Cup. You know, if I'm in a competitive team, I'm probably keeping him just because it almost feels like Travis Kelsey, where it's mm-hmm. like I can't get rid of him for the good value because he's going to be productive as long as he's out there on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't have quite as many injury concerns with Kelsey as I do with Cup right now, um, and therefore I'm willing to move off of him a bit easier. So if a good value comes around or if I can you know, tear up to a guy like uh, Chris Olave or C.D. Lamb or Devonta Smith digs. You know, if I can get a little bit younger and stay in that like top 10, top 15 wide receiver range, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'm definitely moving off of Cooper Cup to that just to be a little bit safer, um, but still have top production for my team. I'm willing to take that production hit. But if that's not available, if I don't have a good deal, I'm willing to hold on and to see what happens. Interesting fact, uh, Cooper Cup, only two seasons over a thousand yards receiving. Hmm. I, I I hadn't looked at the stats in a little bit. I would have expected it to be more. He had 812 last year, 974 and 20 and 869 and 17 and then in 18, um, 566. So, but still, 1,000 is that benchmark. Chev, what about you? Yeah, what he was doing last season was poetic, man. That was just an incredible first nine weeks. If he doesn't get injured, we're seeing him possibly break some records, honestly, because he was playing that dang good. Yeah, I, so I feel, high, man. So no, high. Hey, I, I, I get it. I get trading up for these guys and getting younger a little bit and, you know, staying in that top echelon. But you also have to know this guy could finish like top three for the next few years, in my opinion. He's just that good. He doesn't rely on these big catches like Mike Evans going down the Mm -hmm. field. He's a guy that makes cornerbacks wonder where he's at after a play because he just ran for 50 yards after the catch. And he just makes these DBs just miss him at the line as well. That's the tough part about selling him. I get it. And he has injury concerns with him at at this point in his career. But you just have to know you could be losing the – a top three wide receiver this upcoming year if he stays healthy. A question for you guys. Would you rather have Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. I think Cooper. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. They're very, very close, though. They're, they're pretty much the same. I mean, so, honestly, if you wanted to, if you were a little bit more worried about the injury risk, you could go Devontae Adams. I'd, I'd have no problem with that. But I just, I guess I trust Matt Stafford more than I trust Jimmy G. It's- exactly where my head's at too yeah. i just know that connection already and we've yep. seen how special it is now we go to jimmy g can he stay healthy for a year you know aiden mcconnell might be the guy for, or aiden o'connell could be the guy there who knows yeah. but i just don't haven't seen that connection quite yet we know Devonte adams is going to be a beast but we'll see yeah, what we'll say cooper cup has been in the league six years two double digit touchdown seasons whereas Devonte adams has six double digit sure, yeah. touchdown seasons so sure. Devonte yeah, adams just yeah, that's true. But uh, look, Jimmy G stays healthy. He's shown that he can support at least one quality wide receiver and a tight end. Mm-hmm. Yep. could be Michael Mayer, I believe. So Both are great. All right, you guys hate me, which is fine. But before we head out, um, when you guys are in the process of looking for a wide receiver to target in a trade, what are you looking for? Nate, let's start with you. I know you love to trade for wide receivers. I do. And I like to have a whole stock of wide receivers throughout my roster. And I like to have wide receivers at different stages of the career. Yep. Um, I like to have players like Stefan Diggs, like Cooper Cup, who are in my lineup um, if I have a competing competing team. Of course, I'd love to have guys like 
um, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, those young studs, um, you know, C.D. Lamb, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. But those guys are really hard to acquire. Um, they, they're so valuable because they're hitting peak production so early on in their careers. Um, it's unlikely you're going to have a ton of them on your team. So you might have one or two of those guys on your team. They're obviously in your starting lineup. You have some of those veterans that are also filling out your starting lineup. And at that point, you're hoping that you've already completed your starting lineup with strong, quality, productive wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, your depth wide receivers, whether that's guys like Gabe Davis, who are kind of, you know, three, four or five years into their career. And you're seeing if they can like take off in a new situation a new contract, something like that. Or you have the rookies like Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims, maybe you know second-year players uh, like Jahan Dotson, George Pickens. You know you want to have a little bit of variety going on in your wide receiver room, just to, because those players last for so long that mm-hmm. you can kind of have them. If you have that variety, you can hopefully keep a strong wide receiver room for many, many years to come. So I look at how my wide receiver room is split up, and then I target the pieces I don't have. Mm-hmm. If I'm a comp- competitive team and I don't have a player like Cooper Cup or Stefan Diggs or Devontae Adams, who can really lead my team, then I'm going to go after a play like that. But if I have other players like that, and maybe I don't have any depth, I need to go after guys like Marvin Mims. I need to go after uh, guys like George Pickens. Um, you know, some of those guys that can help. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a little low on George Pickens. I probably should do somebody else for, uh, for this example. But someone that maybe you're not expecting to put right into your starting lineup right away, but has mm-hmm. plenty of upside that you know you expect to be a flex play or a buy insert this year and maybe growing into someone you put in the starting lineup next year. So just really playing out those timelines, I think, with your wide receiver room. It's much easier to do that with that room than the running back position. Yeah, I agree. You know, for me, obviously it's important where's your team going. You know what I mean? Do they make yeah. sense for your roster? Like a lot of times people have a bad ride. And I see this with roster reviews. They're like, I want Justin Jefferson. It's like, yeah, so do I, but do they, <laughs> does this player make sense for your team yeah. right now? You don't want to make the cupboard go bare by just acquiring this one player because one good player, and then you're starting eight other bad ones that really doesn't help you. And I try to project what I think this player could be in the future. Of course, you know, do I think they're going to be consistent Do wide receiver? Do I like what their team looks like? Do I like their quarterback situation? Do I like their offensive coordinator and head coach's philosophy, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So those are some of the things I look for. And of course, do I like that player like Marvin Mims? I was really high on. And unfortunately mm-hmm. he's going to get more playing time now because of Jerry Judy. I say, unfortunately, because I didn't want anything bad to happen. Jerry Judy, come mm-hmm. back soon, Jerry. We miss you already. Chev, what about you, my friend? I'm in the same boat as you guys. I feel like you guys have made some really good points. I just love how deep the wide receiver class is. Like, there's so many good wide receivers late. We talked about Pittman, Ayuk, Deontay, Dotson, and Kirk. Those are all guys that have produced, and they're like 30th in ADP at their wide receiver position. Like, mm-hmm. all those guys are really good. You know, with that being said, I really like finding those guys that are just target hogs, guys that are just going to get peppered with targets. And a lot of those guys are good route runners that play in the slot, somebody that they can be consistent with over the middle, somebody that just gets open quickly and can get those first downs for you. Keenan Allen's a guy that I've just loved throughout his career just because he has that route running and he plays really big. He plays big for his size, like Jahan Dotson. Not the biggest guy, but he's a guy that if you need him to go up and make a catch – he can go up and make a catch and make make the defense hurt a lot of the time. So I'm always trying to find guys that are target hogs, good route running, and guys that play a little bit bigger than their size. I'm not going for these big guys anymore. I think me and Bob were on the same train like two years ago where we are like, yeah, this is not the move anymore. We have mm-hmm. to pivot off that. And the sad thing is everybody's starting to realize that too. So it's just getting harder and harder to get these 
these good route running wide receivers. Yeah. So you're saying don't draft Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. What? Yeah, don't draft that guy. He sucks. You said you're not, yeah. Uh, but he's even for me. Yeah. <laughs> he's 6'4, 205. So. It's a little different uh, play style for that. I know, I know. I was just a, little, with you. a little different boys and girls. But Chev likes Target Hogs, so he's also telling you avoid Marvin Harrison Jr., go get Michael Thomas. So that's all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Leave him you for should, us. We should have put on here to avoid Michael Thomas. I didn't think we need to say it. You know, he easy avoid. Didn't think it needed to be hey, said. His value, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you just pick him up for a late third, and then who knows what happens. Yeah. Well, I think we know what's going to happen. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We'll I'll tell you what is going to happen before we head out. I'm going to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you guys. And now let's hear from one of our new sponsors, Rotowire. At Rotowire, they realize that not all cheat sheets are created equal. Your league is unique, so your cheat sheet should be too. With Rotowire's custom rankings, you can adjust your cheat sheet based on your league's specific rules, roster settings, and scoring system for both snake and auction drafts, which I struggle with. This is fantastic. And this season, Rotowire is offering a free two day trial to our listeners. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash rewind. No credit card. No need to cancel. Just check out everything they have to offer for two days and decide which subscription plan might fit your needs. As a matter of fact, in the amount of time it took me to read this, you could have signed up. So make sure you go ahead and do it now. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code REWIND. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.